Let's turn to the book of 2 Timothy, 2 Timothy chapter number 2. We'll be in 2 Timothy chapter number 2. And I do want to say again, thank you to our guests for being here today. And I want you to come back and visit with us again. And if I have not had the opportunity to meet you, I look forward to meeting you after the service. Uh, But we look forward to what God has for us uh, in His Word today on this Veterans Sunday. And look forward to uh, seeing how uh, we can serve our Savior in a greater way today. Uh, 2 Timothy chapter number 2. I'm going to begin reading in verse number 1. We're going to read a passage of Scripture that will be our text this morning. And as we look into our text, I'm reminded that the Apostle Paul, often in his writings... Uh, he uses uh, illustrations, he uses circumstances that we can relate to. Uh, he, for example, writes of a race that we are running and how we can relate to that race. There's a great cloud of witnesses. And often he'll use things, he uses the uh, analogy of, of, of boxing even in different circumstances so that we can get a mental picture and we can relate to it. He's going to use another in chapter number 2, and beginning with verse number 1, that I think will be a help to us today as we look into the Word of God. Verse number 1 of 2 Timothy chapter number 2, Thou therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. And the things that thou hast heard of me among many witnesses, the same commit thou to faithful men who shall be able to teach others also. Thou therefore endure hardness, as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. No man that warreth entangleth himself with the affairs of this life, that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. In verse number 3, Paul writes to Timothy, and he says, Endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. At the end of verse number 4, he writes that he may please him who hath chosen him to be a soldier. Paul uses the example of a soldier, a good soldier. I think it'll be appropriate today on this Veterans Sunday and uh, later in the week that we'll, we'll acknowledge Veterans Day and uh, certainly must acknowledge all those who have served and been a good soldier uh, so that we might enjoy the things that we enjoy. But this morning I want to bring a message I've entitled A Good Soldier of Jesus Christ, a good soldier of Jesus Christ. As I think of the veterans who stood just a moment ago, uh, it is is an honor to honor those who have served in that capacity. I've never had the opportunity. That is something that was never chosen for me. That's not an area that God, path that God had for me. And those who did not stand this morning, you could say the same thing. Throughout history, not everyone has been called upon to serve their nation in that capacity. I'm thankful uh, for those who uh, have been willing to serve in that capacity. But as we look at our text this morning, a good soldier of Jesus Christ is something that every child of God should and can fulfill. It is something I, I hope today that if our nation was thrust into a war... I hope that citizens of this country will be willing to stop everything they're doing and be willing to enlist and serve so that our nation might be spared. I I hope that that would take place. I believe that would take place. But as we are engaged in a spiritual warfare, I hope that every child of God would take that same attitude and that same spirit 
and lay everything down and determine to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Let's ask the Lord to help us today. Father, I pray that you would use your word uh, to accomplish your goal today. Father, once again, I pray if there's one unsaved this morning in the service, watching by live stream, listening by radio, may today be their day of salvation. May the Spirit of God begin to convict them and remind them of their need for a Savior. Father, I pray today that those who are saved, the redeemed, Father, I pray that we would uh, consider uh, the thought today of a good soldier of Jesus Christ, what it requires to be a good soldier, what we must be willing to do uh, to be a good soldier. Father, I pray uh, that Christ will be honored today, for it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. As I think of this idea of being a good soldier of Jesus Christ, you must have some consideration uh, for what a soldier does, for uh, why a soldier does what he does. And you think of uh, a soldier in very general terms, as I think of a soldier in a battle and warfare, and certainly we're reminded that we are, as as the children of God, we are in a spiritual battle. It is a battle for the souls of men. What we experience, what we face down here in this life, uh, it is just a a portion of eternity. You and I all have an eternal soul. Every man has an eternal soul. And that soul will either spend eternity in heaven one day or hell one day. That is the only two possibilities. And so there is a battle, if you will, for the souls of men. There is a battle today uh, for your marriage, for your family. There's a battle today for our nation, and it's not between Democrats and Republicans. It is between the, the forces of hell and God himself. There is a war, there is a conflict that is going on. A soldier, for him to be successful in being in very basic terms this morning, he must know who his enemy is. He must know who he is fighting. We have never won a war where men have been enlisted and said, okay, good luck, go find your enemy. And when you find him, take care of him. No, uh, there's training, and many of you could testify to that. Uh, If you are put in that situation, you know who the enemy is. And and that enemy, and to put it in terms that we would understand, if you think of the battles that our nation has been in, there's always a conflict that exists between ideologies. That is what war is over. It is over different ideologies. Some ideologies are those of oppression and would be oppressing those who are weaker. Other ideologies would be for freedom and liberty for all men. But there are different ideologies at stake. That is still true in a spiritual conflict. I remind you what 1 Peter 5, 8 tells us, that we are to be sober and we are to be vigilant because we have an adversary, the devil. You and I must understand several things today and be reminded of today. There is an almighty, eternal God. He's the creator of all things. The scripture tells us that we have an adversary and he is the devil. The devil is a real being. He is a real individual, and he does not run around <clears throat> in a red suit uh, with a forked tail and a pitchfork. He is a real individual. And the scripture tells us that the Satan rebelled against God, and he rose up against God and was cast out of heaven with a third of the angels. Since that time, there has been a conflict, and scripture tells us that we have an adversary, 
and it is the devil. The devil knows what his future is. He knows that in the end, God is going to reign victorious. Scripture tells him. Scripture tells him that's what's going to take place. In the meantime, he is going to cause as much conflict, as much trouble as he can cause. He wants to take as many souls to hell as possible. He wants to destroy as many lives as possible. To the young people and all of those sitting in the service this morning, let me remind you that the devil is not your friend. He wants to destroy you. The devil wants to take everything away from you. He just has no good desires for you. He is your adversary. It would do us well today to be reminded of who our enemies are. We can do this on a national level. We can do this as it applies to our country. That would probably be a good thing to call an enemy an enemy and not a friend. We can do that today, but certainly more so in a spiritual sense when it comes to our life, it comes to the souls of men, we must be reminded it is a good thing for us to identify the enemy. You and I have an adversary, we have an, an enemy. There is a conflict today between good and evil. That is what it all comes down to, good versus evil. You can put whatever label on that you want to put on it, but when you strip it all down, it's good versus evil. It is God who is good, and all those who oppose God battle against Him. It is for the souls of men. Now, the Bible tells us, and Paul writes, that we are to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. It's important for us to understand that that, that in, in the Lord's army, you say, well, have I been uh, drafted? No, friend, when you trusted Christ as your Savior, you enlisted. Amen. You enlisted. Uh, Jesus saved us from sin. We could not save ourselves. We put our faith and trust in Him. It is just the decent thing, if I could put it that way, for a child of God to say, I'm in the Lord's army. I'm in the battle. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to fight for Him. I'm going to live my life serving him, I want to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Now, I have never served. I have uh, family members who have served. And many of you who, who I have the privilege to be your pastor, you have served uh, our, our nation in that capacity. I have never had the opportunity to do that. But let me tell you, uh, I do not have a lot of respect for those who have shirked their responsibility in serving their nation. Those who would refuse to serve their nation. Those that would take an oath and then they would go back on that oath, I would think universally this morning, all of us would say we don't have much respect for that. And if we're even more honest this morning, we would, ha we would loathe that. We, we would have disdain for that. What, and, and such the thing, same thing should be the, 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 true in our Christian life as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. I want to serve my Savior. I want to be faithful to fulfill my duty and my responsibility. Every Christian mom and dad, you have a responsibility. You have a post that you are filling. Every child of God, you have something that God expects of you to do. You have a post that you are fulfilling. You may say, well, pastor, my post is not as important as your post. I'm not a pastor. Well, every post that you serve, every post that you stand is an important post. It is vital. There are no important tasks when it comes to defeating the enemy. 
Everyone is important. You, it's time for Christian parents again, once again, to understand that it is important for your children to have the right kind of upbringing. They are important to the cause. They are important to God. They are important to the cause of Christ. It doesn't matter what your background is. We need to understand it is important that I fulfill my task and my responsibility in the things as we serve the Lord in, in these days, in the days ahead. Every responsibility, every task, everything that we can do uh, for the cause of Christ is important. Every soldier is important. We ought to decide. We ought to make remind I'm going to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Maybe this morning you say, okay, pastor, you didn't, it didn't take much convincing. I was already convinced. It's what I needed to do. I believe when Paul writes to Timothy to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ, I believe in this day we live in, this battle versus good and evil, that we should all be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. So how do I be a good soldier of Jesus Christ? I'm glad you asked that question this morning. I just happen to have a few things for us to consider about being a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Number one, let me say a good soldier is loyal to his commander. In verse number three, thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier. There's not a period after the word soldier. Paul is very specific, a good soldier of Jesus Christ. A good soldier is loyal to his commander. You think it's important? Our nation goes to battle today. You think it's important to know whose side everybody is on? If I can just be frank this morning, a big frustration among Americans is because many of our elected leaders, we don't know which side they're on. We don't know if they're on our side or if they're on the side of our enemies. And what bothers even more is we've come to a pretty good conclusion of which side they're on. But if we go to battle, it's important to know whose side. Whose side are they on? If you serve, and again, I've, I've read about these battles. I've never served in one, but you get in a foxhole with somebody, you want to know he's on your team. You want to know he's on your side. You want to know that, that he has the, the same goals and, and looks at the same enemy as the enemy. You want to know whose side they are on. And let me tell you, we can talk about what's hurting us in our nation and politically and all those things because we don't know whose side they're on. But let me tell you what's hurting our nation, this world even more, is there are many who claim the name of Christ and we can't tell which side they're on. We can't tell if they're on God's side or if they're on the world's side. I know one way you tell uh, whether or not somebody's on your side is you're wearing the same uniform, you have the same goals, you're heading the same direction, you're fighting for the same ideology, <clears throat> but we need a revival today of soldiers of Jesus Christ to say, hey, I'll stand and be counted. I want people to know whose side I'm on. A good soldier is loyal to his commander. A good soldier does not sell out. Because it looks like the other side's going to win. A good soldier doesn't sell out for a greater opportunity. I'm going to mention a name in just a moment, and I would dare say everyone in the building, and even those that are listening by other means today, you are going to recognize that name, and immediately you're going to have a reaction. That name is Benedict Arnold. Even those who don't know a lot about history know that that's a traitor. But if you are a student of history, especially that time period, 
you would have to acknowledge that there was a time when Benedict Arnold was perhaps our greatest and most capable general. We won our independence as a nation, and you cannot acknowledge that without acknowledging that there are some key victories that were won on the leadership of Benedict Arnold. At one time, he fought for the right cause. At one time, he wore the right uniform. At one time, we celebrated as a nation during that time, as, as, as that fledgling nation fighting for its independence. We, we, we won battles that otherwise would not have been won by a man by the name of Benedict Arnold. But that is not how he is remembered. He is remembered as a traitor. He is remembered as switching sides in the middle of the battle. And if you study this anymore, the circumstances around it, you understand that much of it was just bitter, bitterness and jealousy that he could not get over. He was not acknowledged for his ability as he thought he should be. He may have been right, but how little it all meant to him because he did not get his due, his bitterness and his jealousy and a better opportunity he thought came along. And he switched sides. He changed his loyalty. And today history remembers him, and rightfully so, as a traitor to the cause. A traitor. Men perished because of the actions of Benedict Arnold. Men died because he betrayed his country. How much more important is it for those that serve the Lord Jesus Christ to not switch sides? I know you can't lose your salvation. That's not what I'm saying. But to instead fight for a cause that is true and fight for a cause that is right to switch sides in the middle because we got our feelings hurt or we got some bitterness in our heart or, or a better opportunity came along. And Pastor, you don't understand. We're in 2021. It's hard for a Christian young person to do what's right. It's hard for us to rear our children the way, the way that the Bible instructs us to do it. It's hard for us to, to live clean in a world like this. Friend, we ought to be loyal to our commander, and he's the Lord Jesus Christ. And it's not time for us to switch sides when it seems like it's going the other way, it is time for us to be counted. Amen. I want to be a good soldier of the Lord Jesus Christ. Are you ashamed today to be on his side? I, I, you know, quite frankly, let, let, let's use this analogy. I, I, I'm wearied. I don't need politicians apologizing to anybody for America. We need to stop that. I don't need anybody apologizing for me. Well, you know, America is not a perfect place. That's a shocker. I mean, anytime I forget that, I just turn on and see what Congress is doing and say, yep, there's all the proof I have right there. It's not a perfect place. But I want to be, I, 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 while I'm not, a, I'm not proud of everything that goes on in America, I'm proud to be an American. I don't have any problem with people understanding of where my loyalties lie. Shouldn't it be the same thing when it comes to our Savior? 
Shouldn't it be the same thing when it comes to the one who left heaven to pay our sin debt so that we might have eternity? A good soldier is loyal to his commander. So if we're going to be a good soldier, we must be loyal to the Lord Jesus Christ. Where do your loyalties lie? You, 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 those of you that, that, that are members here, you understand and you know that I enjoy reading history. I, I read a lot of history. And those that have won great victories, they always understood, these are my orders. This is the post I fulfill. And it was in the fulfillment of their duty that they won victory. We know their names as heroes today, and they didn't get up and say, today's the day I become a hero. Today's the day that I, 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 hold, the, I hold this post. Today is no. They said, today is the day I'm going to fulfill my responsibility. Today's the day I'm going to follow orders. Today's the day I'm going to stand the post where my commander has put me. And friend, that's what you and I must do today in this day we live in. We must be loyal to our commander, the Lord Jesus Christ. Let me say number two. This is going to be very practical this morning. A good soldier is committed to the cause. Jesus Christ liberated us. How many of you are saved this morning on your way to heaven? If you're saved, you are liberated from sin. Before I was saved, before you were saved, we were bound in our sins, and our sins, were going to have, we, had, we had one thing to look forward to, and that was spending eternity in hell. We were bound in our sins. We could not free ourselves from our sin. How frustrating that must be for men to constantly be trying to liberate himself and liberate himself and liberate himself, but he is bound by sin. No man can liberate themselves from their own sins. But Jesus Christ paid that price for us. Jesus Christ shed his own blood so that we might have forgiveness of sin, so that we can be liberated from the burden of sin. He has liberated us, and Jesus Christ not only liberated us, He commissioned us so that others might be liberated. Why is it that through the, through, through the, through the centuries now, our nation has fought not just battles here in, in days gone by, but have fought for the liberties of others because it's those who have liberty understand best what it means to be free. And friend, does it not just make sense this morning that those that have been liberated from their sins and they're not bound in their sins, does it not just make sense this morning that those who are bound have no understanding of what it means to be free from sin? It means to be free from the punishment of our sin and the penalty of sin and to be bound by that guilt and that burden. That is why not only Christ saved us and liberated us, he has commissioned us so that others might be liberated. A good soldier is committed to that cause. He's committed to that cause. Jesus said, go ye into all the world and preach the gospel. Acts 1.8, which we're very aware of, he says, be witnesses unto me. Tell others of my death, my burial, and my resurrection. To be a good soldier of Jesus Christ, we must be committed to that cause. There's too many Christians that are committed to the cause of ease. The cause of convenience. A soldier is committed to the cause no matter what the cost. You and I should be committed to the cause of others 
hearing the gospel message. What is our purpose today? What is the, the, the meaning of the church? Many think the church today is, is more of a country club than anything else. That's not what it's intended. There's a reason why Paul writes to Timothy, a good soldier. Fight a good warfare. Uh, it, is, it is a cause that is greater than ourselves. We think it's a humbling thing, and certainly we, we, we think more of this probably on Memorial Day than we do Veterans Day as we honor those that have served, but you think of those who have lost their life and those who were willing to lose their life. Why would they do so? Because they knew there was something greater than themselves. They knew they, that there was a greater cause than themselves. And we as Christians, a to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ, we must be reminded that there is a cause that is greater than ourselves. There is a cause that is greater than our comfort. There is a cause that is greater than, than all the things we put priority on. It is the cause of the Lord Jesus Christ, which is that men might hear the gospel so they might be saved. A good soldier, number three, continues in the face of hardship. There's a reason why Paul writes in verse number 3, Thou therefore endure hardness as a good soldier of Jesus Christ. If you have read history, you study history, you would understand this. And if you don't, I would encourage you to do so. One reason why our history is being changed is because we don't know our history. A good soldier continues in the face of hardship. Wars are not won, won without hardship. Wars are not won without enduring hardness. Battles are won and fought, not in perfect conditions. Not on just the sunniest of days or the days with the coolest breeze. When I think of the hardship of battle, my mind immediately goes to Valley Forge. While our nation was fighting for its independence, General Washington and those troops languished in that brutal winter without the proper food and the proper protection from the elements. So what did they do while they were there? They just endured. They just survived. They just had to last until the winter had passed. Another situation, another battle that comes to my mind is during the Korean War and Fox Company who, in that battle for the Chosen Reservoir, it's a, it's a fascinating account that I would encourage you to read. It's the enduring and the brutal winter, the brutal battle that took place. What did they do? They endured hardness. A good soldier continues in the face of hardship. I couldn't imagine, I couldn't imagine. And those of you that have served, I'm certainly you couldn't imagine somebody coming as a, 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 from, a, from, a, from a potential conflict and saying, I didn't know serving in the army was going to be like this. I didn't know people were actually going to shoot at me. I just wanted a free school. I didn't know people were going to try and kill. I didn't know I was going to have to eat this. I didn't know I was going to have to do that. I just, I, just, I just saw a picture and wanted to see the world. 
But to be a good soldier, you must continue in the face of hardship. And how true it is, why is it that we think that those that are saying, we say, well, I didn't know the Christian life was going to be all about this. I didn't know there was going to be sacrifices to serve the Lord Jesus. I didn't know there was going to be things I had to do without. I didn't know that there was going to be times of difficulty and hardship. And friend, I would say this morning to all of us in this battle of life, this spiritual warfare that we must engage in, a good soldier continues in the face of hardship. You study the history of our nation, you'll find that battles were won and ultimately wars were won just because there were those who endured and did not quit. The same is true when it comes to spiritual matters. Wars are won and battles are won when somebody just makes up their mind, I'm going to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ and the hardship is going to come and the enemy is oppressing, but I'm just going to endure. Endure hardship in our spiritual war to every parent that's still rearing their children. Well, it's an exciting thought when you, you find out that you're expecting that child. It's even an exciting thing when God gives you that child and you bring that child home and maybe God blesses your home with another one. And in some cases, another and another and another and another one. And how exciting it is when they say that first word. And if dad's doing it right, it's dad, not mom. But anyway, or they take that first step how exciting the prospect is of we have a home, we have a family, we have children, but let me remind us all that in rearing those children for the Lord, you're going to have to endure some hardships. The same is true in our marriages. You have to endure some hardship. The same is true for a Christian just in living the life that God has given them. If they're going to remain faithful, there are going to be times and we just have to endure the hardships. But Paul reminds Timothy to endure hardness as a good soldier. A good soldier endures the hardness, endures the difficult times, doesn't quit, doesn't give in. May it be said for those that serve our Savior that we would be willing to even pay the ultimate price, but we're never going to give in. We're never going to give up in the hard times. We're never going to fold our tents, if you will, and retreat just because it got difficult. A good soldier continues in the face of hardship. Let me just say, they endure. It doesn't mean they thrive. It doesn't mean the uniform's always clean. It doesn't mean it's always pleasant. It just means they endure. They endure. Number four, finally, a good soldier considers his country. I want you to turn to Hebrews chapter number 11. Hebrews chapter number 11. A good soldier considers his country. I can only imagine, I can only see through the eyes of those that I've heard tell their story, of those that have served as a soldier, have fought battles for our country. And I can think of many accounts where a Soldier would write and reflect on when they were in a foreign land, what would keep them going is the thought of their home. 
the thought of their country. And what would keep them going is that they could close their eyes at night and, and they could picture their, the home they came from. They could picture the different parts of their country and it was having some of those thoughts and reflections and I'm willing to pay the ultimate sacrifice not for my own glory, but for my country. I'm willing to put some of my life on pause and serve my country. A good soldier. He considers his country. May I draw your attention to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse number 13. Of course, this is a chapter that lists for us those that God has Memorialize, if you will, because of their faith. We see in verse number 13, these all died in faith, not having received the promises and having seen them afar off and were persuaded of them and embraced them and confessed that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth. They had received the promise of heaven the promise of another land. They never saw it. They died before, in, in truth of the matter is, if the rapture does not take place, that all of us are going to have received, we have not obtained the promise. We've been told of the promise, but we will not have received it through the rapture. We go on in verse number 14, for, verse 14, and confess that they were strangers and pilgrims on the earth, for they that say such things declare plainly that they seek a country. And truly, if they had been mindful of that country from whence they came out, they might have had opportunity to have returned. But now they desire a better country that is in heavenly. Wherefore God is not ashamed to be called their God, for he hath prepared for them a city. These who lived a life of great faith, they always had their mind on that city called heaven. Now, while I am on this side of eternity, my citizenship is in the United States of America. I've had the privilege and the opportunity to travel to many different countries. And I've enjoyed the travel that I've, I've gotten to the trips that I've gotten to take, and I, there's, there's things about different countries I've been in that I've enjoyed seeing and being a part of. Let me tell you that the greatest part of these trips internationally is when you come back through customs and they hand you that passport back and they say, Welcome home, Mr. Neal. Those are the greatest words because I'm back home in my country. Spiritually speaking, my citizenship is not on this earth. My citizenship is in heaven. And while I may, going back to traveling abroad in different countries, and I will travel in that country, and, I, and there's, there's things that I see, and in, in, in some I enjoy, and some I don't enjoy quite as much. But I think of that home that I, I'm going to get to go back to. And while we are here in our earthly bodies and we're here on this side of eternity, our citizenship may belong to this great nation. But spiritually speaking, if you're a child of God, your citizenship is not on this earth. It's in another city. It's in a city called heaven. It's a place that Christ has prepared for those who have believed on him. 
And friend, there's some beautiful things in our nation that I, I have had the privilege to see, but nothing like that city on the other side. We, in this, in, as, as American citizens, have enjoyed uh, peace for the most part, and, and we've enjoyed freedom for the most part, but not like there is on that other side in that other city. A good soldier considers his country. A good soldier considers that place that is home. And friend, I'm afraid too many times we as Christians, we only see it from that earthly standpoint that this is where God has me, this is my country, and we should love it, we should be proud of it, we should fight for it. But friend, as a child of God, I'm leaving all this behind one day, and there's another city, there's another country, that place called heaven that I must give consideration to. One day, I'm going to leave this body behind, I'm going to leave this world behind, and I'm going to enter into the presence of my commander, the Lord Jesus Christ. And I'm going home to my country where there is no war, there is no turmoil, there is no sickness, there is no hardships that we endure, but it is a perfect place, and I'm considering my country. So as I endure hardness as a soldier of Jesus Christ, I'm not thinking about the hardness, I'm thinking about my country. As I endure the sacrifices that I have to make to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ, I'm not thinking about the sacrifice, I'm thinking about my country. One day I'm going home. One day I'm going to where God has placed my citizenship. And I want to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ because my country. Our actions down here determine in a large part the future of others, of whether or not they make it home. It's, a fa it's fascinating to me to read the accounts of those who are willing to sacrifice their lives to save the life of the man in the foxhole next to them. And some that were willing to put their own life at risk to save the lives of their countrymen on foreign soil. And they receive a medal. They receive that honor because of their valiant service. And there are others who can say, they saved my life. And I'm going to get to go home because of their willingness to sacrifice. I'm going to get to enjoy my family again because of their sacrifice. They, 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 they sacrificed something so that I might have, and friend, we can make that analogy spiritually as well. I long for the day when I enter into that new city But won't it be something to be able to go to that place called heaven and there be somebody there because of a sacrifice we were willing to make down here? There'll be others there because we were willing to give of our time. There's others there because we were willing to sacrifice some worldly possession so that a bus can run, so that missionaries can go. So the gospel can go forth. 
It'll be a wonderful thing when we get to that city called heaven. And our commander is there. And the one who we tried to follow his orders and follow his commands. But friend, may we be willing to make the sacrifices that are necessary so that others may be able to go home as well. Have such great respect for those who have served our country. May we also hear the challenge this morning to be a good soldier of Jesus Christ. Might I personally speak to the veterans that stood a little moment ago, you fulfilled or are fulfilling that portion of your life, and I would just assume you did it well. I believe you've fulfilled your responsibility. And on days like today, we can do a little thing, a little thing, and just acknowledge the fact that you faithfully served your country. It might not be very personal to you. Are you also a good soldier of Jesus Christ? While all the rest of us who could not stood this morning, we might applaud their service and we should do so, that question can apply to each and every one of us. Are we a good soldier of Jesus Christ? Do people know which side we're on? Are we willing to endure hardness? You cannot be a good soldier of Jesus Christ if you do not know Him personally as your Savior. You must put your faith and trust in Christ. If you've never done that, I trust that you'll do it today. Maybe you're a Christian. Maybe you've trusted Christ. You know your sins have been forgiven, but to this point, you've been unwilling to serve Him as you know you should serve Him unwilling to do what you know you ought to do as a good soldier. Whether it be identifying with Him, enduring the hardness, or however the Lord has spoke to you this morning, may we be faithful to fulfill the task that God has for us. Because the day is coming when we're going to stand before the Lord Jesus Christ. And it will be Him who determines whether or not we were a good soldier.